The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Hi, I'm Megan Buchter. I'm the director of the Fowler Center for Business as an Agent of World Benefit at the Weatherhead School of Management at Case Western Reserve University. And in this capacity, I run our Aim to Flourish program. Aim to Flourish is a program that's used at universities around the world to help teach students about the UN global goals and businesses' role in helping to achieve them. As part of the assignment, students interview business leaders and write up stories that you can view on aimtoflourish.com about businesses from all over the world and the amazing things that they're doing. Every year, we also award our annual Flourish Prizes, one for each of the 17 global goals, to our business leaders, professors, and students that were all involved in the creation of stories. Today we're here, we're going to talk to our 2020 Flourish Prize winners for global goal number four, and I'd like to kick this off by introducing Professor Isabel Rodriguez Tejedo from the Universidad de Navarra. And Isabel, I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit about how Aim to Flourish has been used in your class and your experience with the program. Thank you, Megan. Sure. Uh, So here at the University of Navarra, uh, we have a compulsory course, which I teach currently, which is uh, global political economy. And it's strongly focused on economics, but as it happens, most of our students are actually business students. So I use Aim to Flourish to build a bridge between the economics side of it and the business side of our school and most of our students. It's actually an elective activity. So Ana Maria, Sara, Catalina and Laura actually chose to do this project aside uh, from their regular activities in the course. And for me, it's very useful because it allows us to bring real business leaders such as Marcel and their contributions to society in a very meaningful way. And the most uh, fun part is that it's entirely student-driven. So I would like to thank you and all of the people who make Aim to Flourish possible because it's really a wonderful opportunity for us. Thank you so much. And how long have you been using the program? I know that we've been getting stories from you, from your class for several years now. So it's been three years now. That's wonderful. We really love receiving those stories from the Universidad de Navarra. Um, Who do you have with you here today? Can you introduce your students to us? Sure. So we have Ana Maria Londoño, who, because of COVID, is actually joining us from her home. And then uh, Sara... Yeah, Sara Popa, Maria Catalina Perez, and Laura Puelink, who are together and per university regulations are wearing face masks because uh, they're very close together and they're joining us from the school itself. That's great. And Anna Maria, where are you today? I'm actually in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, as oh, Isabel wow. said, yeah, I was not able to travel to Spain. Uh, due to travel restrictions. So I'm here taking my online classes and participating from here. That's amazing. Well, we're so happy that um, with all of the different time differences, you were all able to join us today. Marcel, you're in Nicaragua? No, actually, I'm in Amsterdam. So I'm in the same time zone. Amsterdam, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is actually half my home base. I am from the Netherlands. This is a very global group we have here today. Yeah, Anna Maria, maybe you can start us off by talking a little bit about your experience as a student going through the Aim to Flourish program. So I'm actually very much interested in social innovation. I have been doing several internships about it, 
right now I'm doing my thesis about it also. So I'm very much interested in how uh, specifically um, like private companies help out to develop the social develop uh, the social development goals, the SDG goals. So I'm very much interested in that. Um, so I thought that Isabel's activity was really much um, like I could connect really really much to it. So um, it was a wonderful experience because above everything, it really inspired me like to maybe become in the future as my, uh, someone else Marcel is. So, um, you know, inspire people from business, through business, by helping people. So, yeah, I can say that. That's so great. And Laura, Sarah... Um, what about what about the three of you? Well, the Aim to Flourish platform was really great for us because it was also like some kind of experience and it was like a step-by-step step of what we were going to do in the future, like when we we're going to apply for jobs or anything. We always need to make contact with people, with leaders. So in that part, it was a great experience about it. And we also had the opportunity to talk with someone like Marcel, who has a great business, and he also is doing something good for the world. Because all of us, we love to do charity events and volunteering things here in the university. They offer a lot of program, programs for that. And so it was like kind of a win-win because it's something for about experience, and it's something that we actually love. It's like helping others and with this education programs that Marcel is offering thanks to Hotel de Corazón, it really it's some it's something that it's passionate and that inspires us a lot. I'm so interested in the fact that the assignment was given to you for for extra credit. Um you know not a lot of students might go out of their way to do an interview and write up a story for an extra credit assignment. So what, what really encouraged you to do that, to participate? I mean, everything began during our class of global political economy last year. On our professor, Isabel, presented the project, and we thought it's an extraordinary opportunity for us to get involved. As we love to, to get involved in inspiring projects that uh, make an impact on the world, a positive impact. So we decided to, to go ahead we chose this company, uh, Laura, our colleague, uh, helped us with uh, Marcelo. We, get in, we got in touch with, it, with him and everything began then. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. How did you, how did you discover, how did you pick Hotel Concorazon to be the, the subject of your interview? Yeah, so when Isabel presented to us the, the project, we got thinking, like, what company should we choose? Where should we look? Where do we do our research and stuff? So it occurred to me, um, one of Marcel is actually friends of my parents. So um, they talked to me about him, that, they, that he had a really cool project. He had he, this hotel. He was doing really good things for, for the world in Nicaragua. So I told my friends, we were debating between this company and another one. But we actually ended up choosing Marcel because we really found it really inspiring what he was doing. He's helping a lot of people. He's really making a positive impact. So um, we're like, why not? So we contacted him and everything. The process was really, really easy with him. So we really appreciate it. 
thank you very much, Marcel. Thank you oh, for everything and really, all of you yeah. for giving us this opportunity. It's incredible, really. A yeah. beautiful it's experience. A experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. We are very proud with our results. I mean, we didn't <laughs> think we'd get so, so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for me, it's uh, the, 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 one of the reasons I immediately got uh, enthusiastic about this is that uh, I really liked, well, first of all, our, our, our project, Hotel uh, Con is about education, about helping kids in Nicaragua, now also in Mexico, from uh, underprivileged uh, areas uh, to finish their education. So we're all about education. But what I absolutely loved about this is that I could explain our project to students that are that sooner or later will also become business leaders that to show an example that uh, a social business can be a business or a business can be a social business and i'm every day more convinced that every business should be a social business in the future and it's great to plant that seed in the heads of uh, of students nowadays so i i love the opportunity to be part of the interflores program as well that's so wonderful to hear. I mean, that's like business as an agent of a world of world benefit. That's our whole mission. So yeah, um, exactly. to get a, yeah, to get a chance to hear you to hear you say that in your own words is really is really heartwarming. Um, I'd love to take a step back for a minute so that um, our audience can hear more about Marcel and what your company does. So maybe you can tell us just, you know, I know everyone on this call knows about Hotel Cancorozon, but maybe, um, you know, for those that are going to be watching that won't know about uh, the organization, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so Hotel Concorazon is, is an organization and we operate currently two boutique hotels, one in Nicaragua and one in uh, Oaxaca. And uh, the profits of the hotel, we invest in education projects for local uh, children and youth uh, from underprivileged uh, areas so they can finish uh, their school um, or their schools or their education uh, from primary school to uh, up to a university level. Um, we offer support classes in primary school. We offer scholarships for secondary schools and universities um, from one area outside of Granada in Caragua and another area outside Oaxaca in Mexico. Um, and uh, we've been doing this now for 10 years. It started off as a sabbatical. Uh, but it's getting now uh, very serious because we are now gearing up to open three more hotels over the next three years so that wow. many, many, many more children and youth can benefit from the, the concept where tourists love to sleep in a hotel when they know that uh, the money they pay in the end will not only pay for the salaries of the people that work in the hotel, which are also locals, but will end up uh, paying for uh, the education uh, of children that otherwise would not be able to, to finish their education. So that's basically what we do. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to, to do this, to be a part of this organization or to create this organization? Yeah, actually, uh, my co-founder and myself, uh, when we were on vacation like 15 years ago, we realized that being born in the Netherlands in a relatively rich country, having had a good education. And actually, exactly that education had been able to bring us uh, where, we, where we were at that point in time. Um, we thought it was about time to give something back to the world. 
Um, so it started off as uh, as a volunteer project, as a uh, yeah, as as as, 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 a, as a sabbatical. By the way, we took two years off from work um, because yeah, after, we always say after working ten years for our bank accounts, it was time to work for something else in the world. Um, and then later on, it all got a bit out of hand, and it became more serious. Uh, and now it's become our job. That's amazing. Um... How about Anna Maria or, or uh, Laura, Sarah, uh, Maria? Do any of you have questions for Marcel that maybe you can um, kind of simulate a little bit of what you asked in the interview so that our audience or students can see um, what it's like to do the interview for of the business leader? Sure. We, we actually have one big question and we wanted to ask you about if COVID-19 has had an influence with the Hotel Con Corazón or with the educational pro programs? And what do you see in the future with all, with all of this disaster and everything? Like, what can, what can you do about it? And what do you think is going to be important in the future in terms of education and now with all of this and, and innovation type types that now everything, a lot of, of classes are via Zoom. So if you're thinking of doing it a little bit more internationally for so the can so the kids can have like a more international point of view if that's something that's actually possible or what do you see in the future of the company with everything right now okay well you you said one question these are quite a lot of questions so <laughs> let me try and <laughs> answer sorry. all of them um, of course um yes covid-19 has an has an enormous effect on on hotel con corazon um Uh, first of all, uh, our hotels since April are empty, virtually empty. So we don't produce profits, which is our model. Um, uh, to have profits to pay for education projects. Um, but also uh, our staff. I mean, we, uh, we had to reduce hours of our staff. We had to lay off some staff. Um, well, I mean, as you know... The worldwide hospitality industry and the event industry and the cultural sector, I think, are the three most affected areas when it comes to business. I mean, the health sector obviously is the most affected one for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, so the hotels suffer, but then also the kids that are in our program, they suffer now from both ends. First of all, the, the regular school uh, stopped and they... Well, and you can imagine that in not every country has the same means as Spain, the US or the Netherlands to offer online uh, online classes. Um, infrastructure, internet infrastructure is not as naturally present in every household, certainly not in the households that we support. I mean, we support the households that don't even have money to pay for schools. Um, So uh, so getting into one of some of the innovations, what we immediately started doing is providing our students, some of our students in Mexico, that was, with uh, cheap cellular phones with uh, 4G data so they could uh, uh, keep on or at least have some of the possibilities to also follow online support classes. Um, and throughout the summer, we've been learning how that works. Although it's a tremendous um, uh, effort to do um, um, for you guys, like university students, you're you're motivated to do the studies you're doing. As you know, probably 
back in days in high school, you were not always as motivated to do your, your homework because other things seem to be important. So if I see in the Netherlands that everybody's struggling to keep their kids in, uh, concentrated on their schoolwork, of course, in, uh, in countries like Mexico, Nicaragua, with very well rudimentary tools, it's even harder uh, to engage the students in, uh, in online education. Um, on the other hand, it also means that, like most countries, also Mexico, Nicaragua, the schools, the teachers, and organizations like us, we are learning from this. Uh, we were taken by surprise, and probably Isabel had the, had the same experience. You probably also had to had a crash course in how do you give online courses. Um, it goes a bit slower. Uh, well, and of course, you in the in your university as well. Uh, it goes a bit slower um, in Nicaragua and in and Mexico, but every. All the actors in the education field are also learning uh, because we'll have to. I mean, this is going to be around for at least another year, even if there is a vaccine uh, somewhere in the first half of uh, 21. Before that has a real effect on societies, uh, that will be the end of 21 for sure. So It also means that coming back to our hotels, the ones pro that provide for the funds, um, in Mexico, at least, we are now getting some national tourism. So that helps us to break even probably from next month onwards. Um, but again, uh, making profits uh, is probably uh, still a year and a half away. So we cannot um, uh, currently adopt new students. So the, the current school year that just started two months ago, we were not able to uh, to have an influx of a new cohort of uh, students from the 2020 year. And we doubt that in a year from now, we will already have the buffers to, um, uh, to recruit new students, unless tourism would pick up much faster than we now uh, anticipate. Luckily, we have enough reserves as an organization to pay for all the education costs for all the years to come of the current students. And what about, I think the, the the second half of their question was about innovating into the future. So where do you see the organization going after COVID-19? Yeah, uh, well, uh, COVID-19, obviously it's um, it forces us to, as a, as a hotel organization, to, um, to be prepared for also future pandemics. Uh, so accelerating a zero-touch uh, customer journey throughout the hotel. That, uh, so you won't have to go to a reception anymore. Uh, zero-touch breakfast. All that, I think, uh, is going to be an innovation that is going to be necessary because uh, as the world keeps on developing and our major metropolis cities keep on growing, uh, this pandemic won't be the last one. It's not the first one, it won't be the last one. Um, um, but maybe if we take a step back, it's more, as an organization, being more prepared for big changes that come very fast. Um, and, uh, and, and in all frankness, that is a bit of a challenge for us. Uh, we are a real estate business, there's a building standing there with a big investment uh, that we'll have to um, uh, uh, to pay for as well. Um, the real estate and the hotel business are not known to be very innovative industries, um, quite conservative industries. Um, 
Um, but when it comes to the future, um, we are convinced that our type of organization, when it comes to competing with other hotels, uh, we are extremely well positioned. I think because travel will experience change. I mean, I think we will travel less uh, in the future. Um, and I think then we will be one of the few hotels in the places where we are that are really focusing on the social aspects on the let's say the the, the tourism uh, is much more than consuming the tourism is also contributing um, and from that angle i think hotel Concordion is very well positioned uh, to play a role even in a changing landscape um, because i mean the development goals of the un development goals the SDGs. They speak for themselves. Um, either we uh, uh, we make sure they happen, or <laughs> we we end up without space to live, without air to breathe, without water to swim in. Um, so, so from that angle, I think uh, was yeah, we like to see that we are on the fourth. We we were already innovating in that concept, uh, and we hope that many more hotels will do the same. Um, because we're not afraid of copycats. The more hotels will do things like us, the better the places will become. Yeah, absolutely. It is It is very innovative. You know, you do, you travel, you go to places and tourists do want to give something back. And so this really gives them the opportunity to do that, to give something back to the location that they're visiting. Can you tell me a little bit about how you work with the students? Like, how do you find... Do you work with specific schools? How do you select the students that you work with that you're now kind of helping with new technologies? Um, yeah, how we engage with the students, it's different. Uh, Nicaragua, we started off. Um, uh, and how do uh, you, you ask, how do we select? We, um, uh, we were asked by the Ministry of uh, Education locally to um, attend two schools in a rural neighborhood uh, that were very unattended by them. Um, and when we uh, we went there and spoke with, uh, with the teachers, they said, well, we have a, a group of students uh, in the first grade that are, re- that are coming to school really behind in, 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 in speaking and, uh, and very soon well, they're, they're clearly behind. If you could support them somehow with some support classes. So that's how we started doing it. Uh, really selected by the teachers of the, the day school we put them into little groups. We hired some uh, educational professionals and started giving them uh, support classes, which is what we ended up keeping on doing throughout the primary school. Um, in the course of the years, that's switched a bit from support classes to uh, homework support uh, as the kids are getting more uh, homework. And then um, after uh, after primary school, the the students that wanted to go to a secondary school, which is not all that logical in uh, Nicaragua uh, when we started off there, they could get a scholarship from us to go to the city, uh, um, to go to a somewhat better uh, school than the, uh, the public school, including uh, transport costs. Um, and the students that wanted to uh, could also get a, a scholarship for a university. Uh, if they wanted to and if they were accepted in, um, in university. And uh, the students with a scholarship, as of 15 or 16 years old, I, I don't recall, from the, from the moment they are allowed to work, they come in one Saturday a month into the hotel 
to work uh, in the hotel. So they also see a working environment and they give something back uh, for their uh, scholarship. Um, in, uh, in Mexico, um, we started focusing immediately on, uh, on, in the US, I think you call it junior high school, uh, or which in Mexico is called prepa, uh, which is what they do just before going to, uh, to college. Um, uh, because in Mexico, we soon found out that there weren't as many uh, dropout students in primary school. So we immediately focused uh, on secondary school. And there we work with a partner organization that has a center of uh, a learning center um, where they give support classes to all kinds of students. Um, and the students from the neighborhoods, again, on the outskirts of the city, come in there every Saturday to have a whole morning of uh, support classes and they get scholarships uh, for their uh, senior high school. Um, ah, and they were selected by another organization that was already for 15 years working socially in that community. Um, so basically we went to, uh, to a couple of uh, high schools, we introduced the program and one of the important selection criteria was students that take the effort to fill in the application, send it in and come to an interview that show their motivation already. Um, so that's roughly how we interact uh, with our students. So in Nicaragua, we have our own uh, education staff that goes in, does the support classes, once a month does home visits, so keeps uh, contact with, uh, with the parents. As the kids grow grow older, they can always stick in our program until they've finalized the education level to the level that they are uh, they are willing uh, and motivated uh, to follow. That's amazing, and it's amazing that you've been able to continue to support the students that you've been working with, even though your hotels aren't aren't currently occupied by tourists. So, um, that's outstanding work. Um, I, I think that uh, the other thing that I, you know, I see from this group, because everyone here is so global and in so many different locations, um, is that even though this interview took, the interview that the students did of Marcel took place back in 2019, uh, I'm assuming that you all still used Zoom or Skype in order to connect with each other. Is that true? Skype, WhatsApp. Yeah, great. Um, so even even before the pandemic, you know, doing this Aim to Flourish assignment is able to like help connect students with such global companies um, and really, you know, have the experience of talking to somebody that's maybe even not in their local community, but could be across the world. Uh, Anna, Laura, Sarah, Maria, can you tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, doing that virtual interview? Yeah, so um, we actually did it here in the university itself. And I mean, it was really easy because, as I said before, we're, Marcel is a family friend, so I, we spoke via WhatsApp and we just met a day and we had the Skype interview. And I mean, it was just so easy. We just, we just had this interview and um, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Yeah, and then we divided our work and each of us uh, did our job. Yeah, we all added our little parts into the project and um, based on his Yeah, so we just had the interview to just like inform ourselves, let him explain a little bit about the Hotel Con Corazón, just do our little research in order to do the project. 
Well, I know how inspiring I've felt talking, getting a chance to listen to Marcel's story um, kind of, you know, virtually, but in person. Um, you know, what did you what did you take away from that interview? How did you feel afterward? I mean, really inspired because, I mean, it's amazing how you can have a profitable company and still do good in the world. I mean, both things at the same time is just amazing. And obviously, before you thought about it and you thought it was true. But when you see a real example, like firsthand, it really makes an impact on you. And it's like you can do it. I mean, anyone can do it. So as, as Marcel said, any company in the world can be a social company. So, um, yeah, we were inspired by the interview. Yeah, and, it, and it's really great. And it's really funny because, um, uh, as, as Laura explained, uh, I'm, I'm, we're long-time uh, friends um, uh, with her parents. And actually, we met each other at Universidad de Navarra because we did our master at ESE. That's where I know the, the parents from. And, and with uh, Laura's father, I spent four months in California. In, uh, we did an exchange uh, program together in Berkeley. Um, and uh, yeah, so we actually, we knew each other studying business. And uh, 25 years later, uh, we reconnect because I've created a, a social business and, and Laura was doing a course on business in the framework of the social development, of the, of the SDGs from the UN. And it's uh, funny how it's in one way it, it came circle, um, and uh, and yeah, and then it was really easy to connect, and it went really informal uh, to have the questions and and answer them and elaborate on them. Um, um, and also, yeah, because all of us with uh, with, with Laura's um, parents and and all of our friends from from the master uh, uh, twenty five years ago. We're all over the world, and we still connect with each other. So that is, mm, that just is easy. If I may add something, it's also, I, I, we always encourage students uh, to look around themselves and, you know, ask their friends, ask their families, because we thought about uh, setting a list of potential companies, but then it, it makes it look sometimes like only super big companies out there are doing great things. And it's very important, the contribution of small and medium enterprises that are literally around the corner from each of us. So I'm thrilled actually that Laura reconnected with a family friend because it is really, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say easy, but it's an everyday thing. Lots of people around the world through businesses are doing amazing things. I, I am nodding vigorously because I completely agree. Um, whenever I get a chance to talk to our students that are going through the program and a lot of times the biggest kind of point of, of nervousness is reaching out and finding a company to interview, you know, I also encourage them to, you know, ask your parents, ask your friends, like, you know, see who somebody knows, because that might be a really easy connection for you to a company that you hadn't even really considered as doing some sort of social good or that you just didn't even know about, even though they're, they're somehow connected to your family. So, um, it's really exciting to get a chance to kind of reinforce that point here during this conversation um, about all the different ways that you can you can find somebody to interview, that you can discover that these companies are out there. Um, and I also agree that, you know, sometimes we do have a tendency of highlighting those the the bigger companies because they're they're more widely known. People know those bigger names, but that looking at those small and medium enterprises. Uh, there are some really exciting stories there, like Marcel's story. And 
Um, it's really exciting as part of Aim to Flourish that we get to share those stories with so many people that that the stu- students get to write the stories and contribute and that we get to share them and put them on social media and celebrate them with our Flourish prizes because these are the organizations that are really changing the world. And um, so we're, we're really proud at Aim to Flourish that this is what we get to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 great you're doing that, and and and, and it, it, I uh, I can only hope that uh, more and more universities in the world will introduce these kind uh, of programs to make sure that uh, economy or business students uh, get to see from close by. There's a lot more than investment banks and consultancy companies and large fast-moving consumer goods companies in the world uh, to uh, to have fun while working and doing good at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And um I just I I I, keep, I think I've said this three times, but I really love the, the how global this group is right here because it's such a fantastic example of just how even before COVID-19, even before the pandemic, you know, aim to flourish really allowed students to connect with businesses that were all over the world. And, you know, here we all are together from the United States and Spain and Colombia and Amsterdam with a company in Nicaragua, um, you know, having a conversation about an interview that took place last year and a story that was written up on our platform um, and just really getting to share Marcel's story and, you know, celebrating all of you, Isabel and, um, you know, Anna, Laura, uh, Sarah, Maria, all of you, and the wonderful story that you wrote about uh, Hotel Con Corazon. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, it's an amazing opportunity for all of us. And thank you for the amount of work that you put in, all of you, reviewing the stories, giving feedback. I can't imagine, I mean, we only see our feedback, but multiply by the time, by the number of uh, stories that came in, that's a, a tremendous amount of work, I'm sure. Well, we're just honored that we get to tell the stories. So um, we we work as hard as, as we need to to get them, get as many of them as published as possible. Um, and it's so nice to to see stories from Spain and stories written from students at the Universidad de Navarra um, about global companies or, um, com- you know, companies from, from anywhere. Um, so we're really happy that you continue to participate every year. We will for sure. I must have seen. I must have. I must have seen the numbers somewhere. But um, how many um, uh, cases uh, did you receive uh, over on the on the 2019-20 academic year? Yeah. So in two in 2019, we published 824 stories. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it is. It is kind of crazy that I guess when you think 824 stories, we pick 17 winners and here we are with our, our Flourish Prize winners for global goal number four. So, um, you know, congratulations to, to all of you because, you know, not necessarily an easy feat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of stories to read. For for us, it's just telling the story, but right. uh, the students, they've been able to pose the right questions, write the answers in a certain fashion that uh, it was apparently uh, good enough uh, to win the prize. Uh, so uh, the congratulations go to the girls, to the students. <laughs> yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah. Totally. And it just goes back to like a really 
wonderful organization that Mar Marcel is leading. I mean, if the story is not true, if the story is not really helping out, then a good story is not going to end up um, being published, you know. We have really good facts, really good evidence, um, really good information in the internet even. So it was just all due to that. We will also want to thank our professor Isabel because this is possible thanks to her. She gave us the opportunity and we're really Uh, we're really inspired and it really motivated us to do a lot of things that we've done in 2020. We always think about this, how lucky we were about this opportunity and experience. So thank you very much to aim to flourish and to our professor for making this possible for us. Yeah, it really, it really is a team effort having a professor that's using the aim to flourish program and assignment and then having students that you know, take the assignment and really, you know, find a wonderful company to write about, write up their story, and then having the business leader that's able to to give their time to tell the story to the students. So it really is a team effort. And that's why um, with our Flourish Prizes, we do really try to celebrate the whole team, the professors, the student authors, the business leaders, you know, everyone really got together to, to work on this Aim to Flourish story. And, and we want to celebrate that. So thank you for all of you for participating in that. And I I hope that we can continue to lift up and share Marcel's story and Hotel Concorazon and that once, uh, you know, people all over the world are able to travel again, that everyone will be wanting to book rooms uh, at your hotels. That will be wonderful. And yeah. uh, we'll be waiting for that. 